weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet, because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia. Uh, all right, then. Is this... Uh... You're on. It's it's all yours. Well, fan-bloody-tastic. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, I'm going to play a few Game Boy tunes. Yeah? This one's called Right Now. I need that, I want that, must have that, must hold that, sweat for that, strain for that, fries with that. Thank you guys thank you everyone for being here it's bloody bloody great isn't it isn't it abortifacient yeah she's right oh yeah, uh, it's been a while since i've done this so i'm gonna play one with a few less vocals this one's uh called hardcore band part two and it also goes uh, goes out to uh abortifacient over here fuck yes hardcore fuck yes hardcore i love blast beats i love beat downs Fuck yes! Hardcore! Fuck yes, hardcore! Fuck yes, hardcore! I love blast beats, I love beat downs, fuck yes! Oh shit! Oh, I want a breakdown. Not some other chorus, I need a beat down. Holler at me, Sean, if you want a beat down. Oh, that's alright, because there's one happening right now.
All right. Good. Woo! Thank you. Yeah. You're all bloody kind, aren't you? Uh, this one goes out to all my friends. Good times. together oh yeah we should all get along all the time no matter what we should listen to chip music and be happy yeah we should all be friends forever we should all be The gifts we'll give each other. Cool. Yay! Uh, I I might play one more. Is that yeah? One more. Yeah. Do it. Here's a uh, one called "Step Up." It's a a very silly song that combines the use of a Game Boy and vocals. I've hit the wall. Now it's make or break. Cause I'm a stupid dude, I've made some stupid choices But fuck letting it get in my way Yeah, I've hit the wall Now it's make or break It's time to implement a few of the things that I've learnt Get the fuck up and on my way Oh yeah Cause I've hit the wall Now it's make or break Cause I'm a stupid dude, I've done some fucked up shit, but whatever say. Cause I've hit the wall, now it's make or break. It's time to put in place a few of those things I've learnt and get on my way. Stupid dude, I've made some stupid choices, but fuck all of you dickheads anyway, cause I've hit the wall, now it's make or break, 
It's time to implement all that shit that I've learned, step the fuck up and get on my way. Sick! Yeah. Cool. Thousand free men and their families on New World Australia on FBI. Um, I'm going to let Tom catch his breath. We're going to have a chat with him and Abortifacient in just a minute. But to get us there, something from uh, the recent Abortifacient release called My Name is Abortifacient. This is Empty Suit.
from uh, the release My Name is Aborifacient. Uh, that is a track called Empty Suit from, uh, you guessed it, Aborifacient. Um, I've got uh, Aborifacient and 10,000 Free Men and the Families uh, in the studio tonight ahead of the uh, upcoming uh, Blip Festival in Melbourne. Uh, first up to uh, Tom, or 10,000 Free Men and the Families. Thanks very much for your set. That's, that's all right. That was a joy. It's a bloody ripper. <laughs> Now, uh, you you mentioned there uh, just as we were playing that track that you're uh, when you play live, I guess you're 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 more accustomed to having that, I guess, direct opportunity to to kind of shout at people and be heckled. I've seen you play live once before, and there definitely is that kind of uh, not quite combat, but a sense that you and the people who are watching you are just as as excited as each other, or you're just as pumped as each other. I mean, is is playing there not quite the same buzz then, obviously, as playing in front of uh, those that type of audience uh, it was definitely a different experience uh playing in front of people tends to develop a, an energy above the fact that you're creating music in the most ridiculous way possible um and it turns into a bit more of a game uh where people know their roles and or if they don't know they work it out pretty quickly mm. um getting in people's faces a bit uh drives the point home i feel and do you think is is that just you as 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 10,000 or is or is it that more broadly kind of representative of uh, you know other artists who are in the so-called scene i suppose or, um or is that i yeah. think i think uh chip music as a whole it's kind of the opposite but in sydney we've kind of got a thing going where it is a bit more punk as opposed to uh chin strokey that makes sense. Like a lot, a lot of people that make this music, which is perfectly valid because they are quite literally pushing boundaries on uh, devices that weren't ever designed or it was never considered that they could do so much. Um, but we're, I guess, embracing it as the least powerful tool to get, and trying to get the most out of that, I think. Is that... How do you... Yeah? I do agree with that. <laughs> Um, but no one reacts to the rest of people in the scene like they do with 10K. Something about like being screamed at the top mm. of your lungs just really brings out the the best in people, it brings out this really competitive <laughs> kind of thing where everyone's trying to find, like, you know, come up with the the wittiest heckle to try and, like, embarrass him in front of everyone, which never seems to happen, but what's, we try. What's, what's the best you've had so far? Um... I had a guy named Chris Lego. I didn't. Do you know Chris Lego at all? Uh, he he puts on a whole lot of parties around Sydney. He's a great guy. Um, uh, at one of my shows, he threw a biography of the Supremes at me on stage, and I thought it was someone else. And I was just like, "Are you kidding me, mate?" And then after the show, he sent me a message or something and said, "So, how are you liking the book?" And I was just like, "You, what is that? <laughs> like, what do you do when someone throws a book at you?" Um, and particularly, you know, a biography of the Supremes. Yeah, a, a far greater <laughs> musical, ex, uh, you know, I think, yeah, yeah. I'm quite articulate, I've learned. <laughs> Sounds like it. Now, I mean, you mentioned there, and, you know, maybe this is something that, that you guys have, have have heard, you know, a few times before, but you alluded to that kind of sense of punk there. And, and definitely, out of all the, all, the, all the music and all the scenes and all the movements that have occurred in the last, you know, uh, 25 years or so since punk, this feels the one that is most spiritually close, I think, anyway, to, to that sense, uh, that sensibility. In terms of the audience versus artists, 
engagement, intangibility, just to pick something up and and just you know rip it to pieces and see what you can do with it mm. in that sense, and not in a completely destructive sort of way, but really in a sense of there's something here to be done, there's something here to be found. Let's just see what we can do and push it as far as we can. Yeah, I, mean, it, I guess there are kind of different schools of chip music, and there are some people that have been going at it since it was the only way of making electronic music. Um, I came to it much later, which I think probably has a greater bearing on the angle that I attack it from. Uh, like, I, I bought my first Game Boy long after, like, probably the year after high school. You know, So I'd never really been there. I bought it to make music with it. Right. So I, I, I guess... Uh, it, it can be used that way. Like, there, there are some people that really pride themselves on being, you know, I don't need to buy this synthesizer, I can do this, and there are others that are just like, they enjoy the sound, or they want to make game music, or, you know, I think the reason I've stuck with it so long is because I was in a whole bunch of bands, and this was the only one where everyone turned up to practice. <laughs> and, you know, people found it a bit funny or stupid, and then I kind of ramped that up, and now I get to go on tour with hand luggage you know that so yeah. it, it just kind of panned out i don't yeah i'm not aiming for anything anymore sure. sean yeah. is is do you, do you is, is your story similar in terms of this kind of rationale be, behind why you started uh, this particular uh i instrument I, as well? I did come from it from a different kind of perspective from 10k i'd, I'd been producing tracks like breakcore tracks for a few years and that kind of thing come from a like a a metal and a kind of dark drum and bass and industrial kind of background and that's kind of influenced my sound i think i'm kind of making stuff that's harder and darker than other chip music which tends to be a bit innocent and happy mm. but at the same time like i consider this stuff to be the kind of the poppiest like accessible music i think i've made mm. but um you there is a real sorry, anyway. so there is a real freedom in just being able to pick up a Game Boy for ten bucks and just anyone can and just start learning this this tracker LSTJ and that I think has spawned like a hell of a lot of new artists mm. which is comparable to kind of the punk scene in the early eighties or whatever. And is it still um, seen as being predominantly Game Boy driven, or is it uh, you know? It's the... that's definitely the most popular instrument. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of awesome artists that are using all kinds of like quote-unquote chip instruments like mm. the Commodore Amiga and the Atari ST and that kind of thing, which I've dabbled with as well, but I tend to don't release that stuff. <laughs> um, people love the Game Boy sound, and that's what mm. they respond to as mm. well. Mm. It's, a, it's also The Game Boy is also by far uh, the easiest entry point. Like You can pick it up someone's written very comprehensive software with user manuals and it's not only uh, easy to get your hands on, it's also uh, continually developed. Mm. So it's 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 not just a bit of something that came out like just after the Game Boy like died, so to speak. It's something that came out long, like a while after and has been continually pushed forward to make it easier and you get more out of the Game Boy. And so the, essentially the longer you wait to get into it, the easier it's going to be with, mm. for, for this particular instrument. Whereas uh, some, something that's a little more temperamental or, you know, if you're running off floppy disks or something that's less... Uh, I can't the think... Atari Lynx. Yeah, <laughs> you know, is it less uh, convoluted or 
something like that. It's I, I don't know. I think it's just a very easy entry point. There's also that thing um, potentially where the constraint that comes with it is the very thing that actually makes it more creative, you know, because if you have that um, sense of, you know, I'm sitting down with a with a keyboard or I'm sitting down with a laptop, you can literally do anything and go anywhere, which for a lot of artists is actually um, uh, gives a, a block in the sense that, you know, because it can go anywhere, um, I don't know where to go. Whereas in this sense, because of the sort of confines, you're actually um, almost kind of compelled to just go and and you have that sort of momentum behind it sure the limitations do kind of like help you in the creative process there's like been a few people like alex from brisbane.ay who Mm. kind of wrote about that in a in a few academic documents and um there's it's only got four channels the game boy which is kind of a massive limitation can considering you can only really have you know um four instruments and then you got to worry about space and like you know the for instance, like the best kick, in my opinion, is like on the wave channel, but then you got to get all your bass out of the wave channel, so you can't have the kick and the bass at the same time. So even that yeah, right. is a limitation straight mm. up. Mm. Mm. I think I think uh, a lot of people say the limitation is is great creatively because you try a lot more things, but I, I find for me the limitation, the main thing it does is tells me when to stop. If you can't fill it up anymore and you're doing something that's making the Game Boy crash, you've, you've done it. You know, like, you cannot possibly make that song any more full. Than it's, what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, you have to strip it back, and all you can do is make it longer. So I, I don't know. I think, I think that's what's good, uh, what I've found good about it. Mm. Um, you know, back, back when I started, I was making Game Boy dance music like everyone else until I realized that yelling over it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> but, and that... That was always the case. Like I, I think I kind of worked on a section until it was full, and then I couldn't work out anything else to do, so I'd make the next one. Is that? Do you have any of that? Yeah, but my process is kind of long and laborious comparatively. Like I kind of like I can't finish him. I'd spend months. <laughs> I spend months just kind of <laughs> agonizing over some ridiculous detail that. No one else can even hear or even appreciate, but I have to do it. And that's totally fair enough, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, let's hear something. I think we'll we'll have another chat uh, again after we uh, hear a set from you because I want to ask you, obviously, about uh, Blip Festival and, and uh, all the people that are appearing and so on and so forth. But um, let's have a break. And, well, not a break. Let's uh, have a listen to uh, a live set now from uh, Abortive Patients uh, live here on New Weird Australia on FBI. Thank you. 
to New Wear Australia and that was a live set in the studio from uh, Abortifacient uh, Sean thanks very much for that, uh, oh, that, cheers, mate. that live set thanks for having us on um, now uh, Sean we're in here in the studio with, with Tom as well um, and part of the reason that we're getting you in this week is because you're both uh, participating in uh, what's dubbed the uh, the first Australian chip music festival it takes place next weekend 17th and 18th at um, the Evelyn Hotel in Brunswick in Melbourne um, now uh, why is it sort of taking this long to have the, the first I mean is this actually the first Australian festival? There's plenty, plenty of of events and kind of what feels like smaller festivals that have you know that have celebrated chip chip music over the years. But this is sort of um, this is different and because of its scale. Then, is that, yeah, because yeah. we've all been doing parties. Just in Sydney, we were doing death raids, and there was Sound Summit that Tom was at, and there was a whole bunch of chip music there. And um, but Blip Festival is a big franchise kind of thing, and it's right. a, a massive kind of international deal so it's good having the weight of it behind that because the the two guys who co-founded that bit shifter and, and null sleep based in new york and so they've been doing this uh on the same named festival then so, so the blip festival is effectively touring if you like or, yeah or for sure because yeah, yeah. there's been um, blip tokyo blip europe right. that kind of thing yeah. at electro fringe i think it was it wasn't the one that's just passed the one before there was a uh what was quote unquote a blip showcase, right. which saw those two come down, uh, and a, and a few of us uh, local guys played as well. Um, but this is this is the first real multi day workshops, the whole mm. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, parties, yeah, pre parties, post parties, uh, a number of international acts each mm-hmm. night. Like it's it's big comparatively. Who are you most excited about seeing? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> oh God. You can think, um, I'm, I'm pretty keen for Mono Deer and Halley and um, Bit Shifter again. Seen him live a couple of times, but man, it'd just be good to see all the Aussies just on a big stage with a massive audience, and yeah, you know, and it's going to go out. As far as I know, it's going to be streamed internationally, great live. So I'm yeah. putting in a shout out for Old Grey Wolf oh, yeah. from New Zealand. Yeah, uh, who he's he's just a good time. Like I, I, one of my favorite things about chip music is when people really perform because there's yeah and he does he he's a bloody party yeah right get ready because i've never i've never seen him but i'm supposed to be doing visuals for him doing vjing so what should i expect he's a party yeah well uh he played uh he played what is called the renegade room at uh, camp aloham in new zealand which is uh, kind of an unbuilt stage, uh, and he booked a fifteen-minute slot, at, which was the last performance of the entire festival. Uh, and he blew up a whole lot of balloons, had streamers, did laps around the room with his Game Boy playing on stage, and just like most people in the room had their shirt off by the end of it. So it was brilliant. Fifteen minutes, <laughs> and he had everyone shirt off. 
It's, because I, I noticed that you you know like when we see artists maybe like uh, Jason Forrest or Girl Talk, occasionally they'll have sort of chip tune artists or chip music artists supporting them because that's sort of their vibe. Although they're doing a sort of different thing musically, but their vibe is very similar to to what you're talking about there and that kind of uh, sense of event, I suppose, more than anything else. Mm. Even though it's one single performer and one piece of equipment, there's still a, a sense of event, which is which you would think is actually hard to pull off. But when you see it, particularly someone like Jason Forrest is just like you know one guy on a laptop and suddenly it's a completely different style of event and everybody in the room just sort of goes with it and that's the kind of i get i guess that sort of sensibility that, that you're talking about there it's um, kind of the sensibility i think we come from like i know it's just about fun and dancing and having drinks i mean we're not trying to achieve anything massive we're just kind of uh, screwing around but I was just looking at the lineup just to make sure <laughs> he hadn't forgotten. Uh, yeah, he hadn't forgotten to do a shout out to someone. And some interesting workshops. You got um, Little Scale from Adelaide um, talking about uh, you know how to build Sega Mega Drive interfaces and, mm. and so on and so forth. So Doctor Chip Tune, Doctor Chip Tune, booked in for that. that workshop. He's he's a really interesting artist. We play him quite a lot on the show because the sort of stuff that he's doing is really diverse you know i mean he obviously oh. does, does his chiptune stuff there's a whole bunch of other uh material that, that he gets through and at a at a rate that just seems phenomenal it's just like he seems to never he sleep. is so a workhorse like yeah. yeah he's by far the most prolific and every ep that he released was almost like a full stop in his studies of how to create MIDI interfaces for all these instruments. So, you know, he's kind of like, well, I just made a Sega Mega Drive interface. I guess I better write 20 minutes of music that makes everyone else seem incredibly shit. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I don't know if that's the way he feels, but God, he is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an opportunity to see him and um, opportunity to see you guys in Sydney anytime soon. Are you. Uh on the horizon that's a very good question <laughs> that's a very good question uh we we just on the on the weekend we had patrick Gatani who's who's going to be playing a blip as well he played it um at shillers on saturday night with um with Ovenax. so back announced that can't come to that <laughs> that was great yeah yeah if you missed that screw you, you missed it yeah uh all right well look um um check out blipfestival.org where you can get all the information uh on the festival and as we say if you can't make it down to melbourne and um, there's a chance a, a lot of that's going to be streamed live or at least recorded I, I would imagine um and available online but um follow those guys um uh online um uh, easily discoverable with names like abortifacient and Ten Thousand free men their families you're not you'd, you'd be worried about what comes up when you search abortifacient <laughs> honestly but no, it's there. no. Yeah, yeah yeah but um certainly get it on facebook um and follow what they're up to and plenty of the material um that you would have heard um you know in in the sets are generally available uh, a lot of that available for free um and uh, through bandcamp and various other places as well yeah. absolutely yeah. my soundcloud go there uh, I just like to mention that my name is abortifacient. Is it? <laughs> no, my name's abortifacient. We're all abortifacient. Um, We're all abortifacient on the inside. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Good luck um, with the festival. Hope it goes well. Sweet. Thank, thank you. you. Right. No worries. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to go out on this particular segment with another track from uh, My Name is Abortifacient. And uh, the track we're going to hear now is... Uh, here we go. Terrible. Pull your head in.
off so we can see you and then apologize to your neighbors for frightening no, them no 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 i'll leave these on no, i like them no. we're australian